How old are you in seventh grade? I'm not good at two things. Yeah. I'm not good at remembering what age I was during a specific grade. Mm-hmm. And I'm not good at knowing how long to put something in the microwave for. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Shenantics, the weekly telephone call between M. Cole and Skanky, which you get to creepily listen in on and enjoy, uh, maybe, I guess. And we welcome you with tea and cookies. How are you doing this week, Skanky? That's, I'm good. That's, that's a really weird way of putting this. <laughs> I mean, but it's also very accurate. <laughs> It, it is kind of true. Like, like every week we get a, we get chit chat, and then the voyeuristic tendencies of other people get to kind of <laughs> kind of join in with us. So. They're the NSA. They are. <laughs> Man, that'd be kind of interesting to work Edward with Snowden had a point. It's true. It's true. He, <laughs> Edward Snowden famously said, "Podcasts are the downfall of society," and I think this is we now know why. So that's is that fake news or is that real? That might be fake news, but uh, okay. <laughs> is Snowden still in Russia? Yes, he's in Russia. Do we? Does he still tweet out a bunch? Uh I, I would assume. Because like, I'm just worried that like he's gonna fall from the public consciousness, and then we're all like, he's gonna be like, like ten years later, people are gonna be like, oh, whatever happened to Ed? Whatever happened to Edward Snowden? We just don't know anymore. He's like just just gone. I mean, yeah, I, I feel like that could happen. Still. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of concerning to me. Did you ever watch the documentary about him? Uh, I think I did. I think I, I at least watched part of it, if I remember. That correctly. documentary is great. Wasn't it on H? Was that on HBO? Uh, was that an HBO doc? I, I don't remember what was, actually. What now. was it called? Was it just called Snowden? No, 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 no. That was the that was a movie that came out called. Oh Snowden, yeah, I didn't. Which was I didn't really watch that. bad. There was. Um, oh, oh, I did think I did watch a, uh, it. Yeah, Citizen Four is the documentary. Citizen Four. That that, um, that doc is really good. Yes, that documentary is really, really. And really it won good. an Oscar. Yeah, I think that's what. When did it win? When did it win an Oscar? Uh, premiered twenty fourteen, so twenty fifteen. Oscar. God, time. that long ago. Damn. Yeah. Right, man. We're getting old. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I think I watched it um, after it was nominated for an Oscar. Yeah. And then really before good. it won. So, but. Oh man, crazy, crazy times we live in. Yeah, go watch it's, that doc. It's really good. Yeah, absolutely, go watch that doc. It's it is it is fantastic. So, oh man, the, there's a lot of good. Speaking of documentaries and stuff, I feel like there's a lot of good movies come to Netflix recently, which is which is which is kind of interesting. What what good? I I've been sucked up in The Office. Okay. <laughs> for like a couple of months now on Netflix, so I haven't yeah. watched anything else. Really? Okay. So yeah. you. Your office is like me with the West Wing. Like, I just uh, kind of like. I know. The West. I should probably watch the West Wing because I've heard I good s- things. It, it is It is really good, but I feel like. I feel is like that the on way Netflix? It, it is on Netflix. All seven uh. seasons are on Netflix. Um, but I feel like. I feel like what The Office is for a lot of people, and maybe you the same, is that, like, first of all, it is just a really, really good show, but it's also like a kind of like if you've seen it once you can always just hop back in right like it's a nice comfort area where it's like i will be entertained by this and i get to see things that i like without having it's like not a lot of work to figure out what it is you want to watch sure um, and that's kind of how the west wing is for me it's like oh i could sit down i have about you know 30 minutes maybe like two hours or three hours to like burn or i'm doing something else so i can't pay attention it's like oh we'll just throw the west wing on and we'll be good to go so but. See, I, this was my first time ever watching The Office. 
Wait, what? Yeah, this was big for me. No, fu- I just assumed you had seen it. Notice how he's like, oh, because you've seen yeah. the office. Everyone's seen the office. How the hell have you never seen the office before? Especially you. Well, like, I tried. I actually watched Parks and Rec before I watched The Office. Wow, that's in that's kind of impressive in an anomaly way. in a weird way. Well, yeah. I tried watching it a couple of years back, and yeah. I wa- You know, the first season of The Office isn't really that great. Yeah, because yeah. of you know how they were trying to adapt it to American audiences. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I guess was not in sync with what American audiences wanted. Yeah, uh, because it was pretty much just a copy of the British version. So. Yeah. Um, once they changed stuff in the second season, it got a lot better. So I watched the first episode, and I was like, I don't get what the hype is. So I stopped mm. watching it. Mm. Um, and then Gabala was like, you need to watch this show because it was pretty much made for you. And I was like, all right, fine. Yeah. And I just finished it um, uh, completely the other day. Oh, wow. And uh, I cried, man. <laughs> wow. I cried at the end. Oh, my gosh. I was so sad that it was over. Yeah. And because it was the perfect ending, which we won't spoil or say anything. We won't spoil, yeah. But the whole the whole thing, one of the best TV shows I've ever watched. Like, yes. it was so great. So, the Office so great. Is, it is truly... And I'm going to miss fantastic. it. Yeah, yeah welcome, to the, welcome to all of us from 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, but, oh, uh, sorry. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> no, no apologies. We're just happy that you finally finally joined us here um no but that show truly is it, it is it is damn near perfect that show is yeah. so good um now i'm curious though what what do you which do you like better the office or parks and rec really difficult to decide they're also mm-hmm. very hard to compare mm-hmm. i mean they're both nbc right they're both mm-hmm. like docu style mockumentary things right yeah I guess maybe it's more apparent in the office than in Parks and Rec because mm-hmm. the fourth wall never breaks, right? Yeah. Um, but I think I liked this. Hmm, it's really hard. They had a good storyline going in Parks and Rec. They also had a really mm-hmm. good one in the office, though. Yeah. Ah, I'm leaning towards I like the office more. Than okay. Parks and Rec, but it's it's by a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought. Yeah, I think like, the, like the thing is like it is like they're like neck and neck, so it's like which like nose is yeah. over the finish line. Um, Leslie Nope is such a good character, though. She really is. She really is. Here's why. Here's why I think for me, and part of it, I need to go back and rewatch like seasons of The Office and Parks and Rec, kind of like switch off between them, so I can kind of give them a fair like comparison one on one. But I think broadly. One thing that's appealing about both of them is the it's it's very refreshing to have humor from coming from like kind of like a positive place in the sense of like like one thing about Parks and Rec is like it's so just genuinely good and heartfelt not good in like good quality but like good as in like good people like mm-hmm. and it just it feels like you're finally like looking at something that is driving comedy from something that is genuinely like good hearted where like other comedy you can get it from like dark places or poking fun of various things where a lot of for me Parks and Rec feels like it's coming from like a place of just like like simple pure joy and 
the office is similar but it's a it's a little bit different and like one thing is like you a lot of the comedy in the office like first of all the characters are all so good and kind-hearted but you also get so much from michael scott who is like who is just so good and pure in his innocence right like and with like his love and caring of various things like there are so many things like that he genuinely cares about the people in like his his uh colleagues in the office right yeah and like but for whatever reason like for me parks and rec i think it's because like michael scott's like good heartedness comes from this like like childlike innocence which kind of feels a little weird with a grown man um but and parks and rec kind of derives it from like strength i would say like the strength of the like the character's individual strength and drive and so i think for that reason parks and rec for me edges it out very slightly above the office Mm, that's interesting yeah that's but I but like I said I gotta go back. It could also just be like I'm choosing to remember various parts about it. And if I went back and watched, like oh my god, now other things are clicking with me, and it would completely yeah. change it 180. So it's a really think, hard choice. Really it hard is. Choice. I, I think I think the the point I'm trying to make I think is best summed up with using two things that are very different but show the 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 difference in comedy and that is if you look at the comedy of the office versus the comedy of the movie office space right like mm, they're both yeah. deriving they're both very funny and they're both like very relatable but they come from different places right like the comedy in office space comes from like kind of an insulting putting down mockery of society where there is that in the office but it like you and your enjoyment in comedy comes from a good place and I think yeah. the difference between those is why I'm trying to say, like, for me, The Office and Parks and Rec feel like they're in one camp compared to a lot of other comedy. Yeah. But, wow, I'm shocked that you'd never seen it before. Yeah, no, yeah. So. It's it's a little weird, I know. <laughs> it's it's, it's interesting. I, I saw, actually, an interesting article today mm-hmm. which kind of talked about um, Netflix and what their most popular shows are. Mm-hmm. And it's an interesting reflection. Maybe this is kind of going back to what we were talking about a while back, a while back, which was like, um, we were saying that they may like lose certain shows because of mm-hmm. all these trademark battles and people want their own streaming platforms and things like that. Mm-hmm. And the most viewed show on Netflix is The Office, which mm-hmm. I don't yeah. think is any like surprise. Yeah. But their next all the rest of their shows that are most popular and watched, they don't mm-hmm. own any of them. Yeah. Yeah. Almost. So it's The Office, Friends, Parks and Rec, Grey's Anatomy, New Girl, Supernatural, That 70s Show, Criminal Minds, NCIS, Arrested Development, Shameless, which I don't know what Shameless is on, Showtime or something or Showtime, I believe. Right? Yeah. Gilmore yeah. Girls, Frasier. And then you finally get to Orange is the New Black. Mhm. So they they got a big problem on their hands, I feel like. They do. But so I think I read the same article. Was it at either The Verge or Vox or Huffington Post? This is somewhere? on uh, this article I'm looking at right now is on Recode about a bunch of other Oh, okay, yeah. Outlets. It was on Recode. Yeah, yeah, it was on Recode uh, cuz I too. think it was I found it from The Verge, which they're the same parent company if I remember correctly. Recode. Um. <laughs> That's but it, if podcast. I remember correctly, didn't they have a paragraph in there about how we don't know viewership numbers for things like Stranger Things? That's true. 
And so a part of the hard thing with that list, like, like, first of all, I will say, like, I agree with what the article is saying. I'll get back to that. But part of the hard thing with the list and that article, in my opinion, is that we don't know viewership levels for certain things because Netflix doesn't say for all their shows what their viewership numbers are. Um, and so it's kind of hard to pinpoint where some of the things fall within the hierarchy. Um, but with that being said, I do agree that I think they Netflix kind of. I feel like not just even Netflix, I feel like the industry in general does kind of have the problem where like they it's like it's a two part problem. First of all, the first problem is that Netflix doesn't own their biggest content. Right. And so it's like the, the companies that do, especially if like one studio owns like four of their top 10. Well, then they're kind of in a like a little bit of a problem because of that studio has a little bit more bargaining power. Like, Oh, we'll take all four away. Right. If it was just mm-hmm. the office they were going to lose, then it's like not as big of a deal because like, okay, you lost your number one show, but at least you have two through 10. Um, yeah. but the problem is a little more when they have uh, bargaining power. That's like, all right, we're going to take a huge amount of your shows and we're going to remove them from your platform. Unless you give us a ridiculous amount of money. And like, that kind of is, uh, you know, a problem with net for Netflix, but I think the bigger part, like the thing is, is that we had that before we had that in the early two thousands with the music industry, right? Like the music industry is in various different labels and uh, those labels can give rights to other services to play that music. Right. And so the first one where we really start, started to see a big splash was with the iTunes store. And then we saw it with the Zune, And then we moved over into streaming services with RDO, Spotify, um, you know, Pandora and all that. And we didn't, we did, we haven't seen the same problem with music that it looks like Netflix is facing, right? Like there isn't, we do see some exclusive stuff where an artist's music isn't on Spotify because they want to be on title for whatever reason. Um, and <laughs> title, <laughs> right. And, uh, but overall it hasn't really turned out to be a giant problem in the industry, but I think that is because back in the 2000s and late 90s, like they were so just absolute, the industry was so just destroyed by Napster and piracy, where video hasn't really had that. And so they've never really felt like their superior position to be threatened. And so they never really had to adapt, right? And so now Mm -hmm. what we see is instead of having more Netflix-like services that are competing with each other, each studio wants to come out with their own goddamn service to compete with the other studios. Now, like, imagine if Spotify only had, like, Universal Music on theirs, and then Tidal only had Sony Music on theirs. Like, that would be terrible, right? Like, you'd be, oh, to listen to all my music I want to listen to, I have to subscribe to five different music services. Like, that would be just an absolutely miserable like system, but that's kind of what we're moving to with video, and that sucks. And so I almost wish that, like, piracy would kind of ramp back up for video so we wouldn't have this problem anymore (laughs) what you shouldn't say that i know i know i don't know i don't know i feel like people still pirate a lot though especially for hbo like game of thrones and stuff you think so i think so man i think so maybe i i I, the reason why like like i I don't disagree with you. Um, it's just, it's a little surprising to me because I don't see it, but I also think that's because I'm starting to age out of it, right? The people I know, it's, um, they start, they're starting to have enough disposable income where, where they will pay for the things to get it because it's easier and takes less time than pirating for them. Even though the True. time difference is like minuscule, right? But like, oh, should I spend an extra 10 minutes pirating all of Game of Thrones or should I just pay the $15 and just get HBO? 
And yeah. so, like, I, I think, like, as you start to get older, where people have less time and more commitments, and they have a little bit more disposable income from their job, they're much, they're less likely to pirate. And so, I think for that reason, I see it less. But I, I agree with you that I might not be seeing like the representative sample of everything. Yeah, I, I think people there's still people who supposedly still pirate. I think I, I'm yeah. not really sure. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> supposedly, allegedly, allegedly, allegedly some, it still happens. <laughs> I will say though that some man named Skinky Biscuits. No, no, I, I don't pirate anymore. Okay, okay, just, just I'm, I'm, know. I'm. Those days are gone. Yeah, you know, on a recorded podcast that's going out to the public. Yes, I. Yeah, agree but you, I you don't. don't. <laughs> I don't. Uh -huh, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Maybe I'll stream from a random Russian website, but mm -hmm. besides that, we're we're good. <laughs> mm -hmm. We're good. That's so true. I may or may not, not, not me, but someone with a I know similar somebody. username. I know somebody that may have watched It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia on uh, some sketchy. Oh, <laughs> well, they took it off of Netflix. That's why. Exactly. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, they, like, the more that these, and I think that they could have like a recurrence where the more these people compete, and I'm like, I don't want to spend $15 across seven different sites. And now I'm spending over $100 a month just to watch two shows on every site. Like, I'm just going to go to the random Russian site and and watch it and stream it there. Like that's yep. so much easier. So that's why I truly think that like the piracy having a recurrence will kind of maybe help us with those industries. But I don't know. Oh, we shall see. So I know. I know. An interesting related note though um, is if I if I remember correctly, I think it's this year that a whole bunch of stuff is leaving copyright and going into the um god what is it called public domain public domain yeah um which is interesting and then you also have how the we would have had it all much sooner if it wasn't for like the lobbying of the uh, Walt Disney Company and all that kind of stuff where mm -hmm. they wanted to keep making money from Mickey so they got to extend the you know time and copyright it is an uh, interesting story yeah yeah and so but like so outside of piracy that could also help fix it right if our copyright laws which not advocating one way or another but just saying if for this one specific instance if our copyright laws were much shorter in time then we wouldn't necessarily have this problem because if you look at netflix's top shows that you just rambled off like a lot of them are starting to be older shows right like the office isn't you know the new episodes weren't coming out last year and so you eventually get it to a point where the office like if we had short enough copyright laws would be in the public domain and it wouldn't be a problem and so netflix can try and build value on top of what the public domain is yeah but i don't know yeah we should we should, we should we should elect you to be a congressman and you should fight for our rights to me party. yeah to party <laughs> to party. I'm here to fight for the rights for people to party. <laughs> Isn't that a song though? Fight for your right to party. That's gonna be my campaign song. Perfect. I love it. It's gonna be it's <laughs> And then I'll get sued by them. We yeah. don't want you using our song. It's, no, you just gotta be one of the cool <laughs> hip guys. And then they want you to because they want to seem cool and fun. I'll be like, <laughs> hey America! Mm. What's going on? <laughs> It's I like so to true. party, you know. I like to, exactly. I can do something like that. It's true. I uh, it's uh, it work. <laughs> one thing. One thing this oddly reminds me of is um, I went to the Art Institute uh, in Chicago. Um, I think it was two Thursdays ago because they have uh, free night for Illinois residents on Thursday night. Um, okay. Which is fun because you 
like I really like the free nights because there is no real pressure to um to kind of have to try and see everything, right? You can kind of pick and choose and see like a few pieces and then leave because you're not like, oh, let me try and get the biggest bang for my buck. And it's much more laid back and um and kind of relaxing. But um God damn, I gotta see if I could find it. I saw this, I saw this piece of this art and it really reminded me of kind of our current day um current day like music industry and what it is i'll see i'll see if i can pull a link in a second but i'll kind of describe it to you it's this it's this really 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 old man with a guitar and it's like a blue it's like like blue is a predominant color and it really reminds me of current day music because there's so many um artists that have to go back on tour because they need the money right and so they're touring uh-huh. older old older and older and later in life so because they weren't able to rely on the royalties like previous generations of artists were and so you have people where it's like oh my god like a how's that person still alive and b like how in the world do they have the energy to keep doing that and this painting just reminded me so much because you have like this this really like old man that's just like so weathered down and like that to me feels like elton john like that to me feels like Mick Jagger right like that's like like those people like that's what it looks like and it's like this person is just like tied to their music and it's almost like they can't even escape it anymore because uh-huh. there's they so just need it but I don't know I'll have to see if I can find that painting oh okay it's it's good it's good you, everyone go to your local museums yeah guys really 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 nice to do that every it's once true. in a while you it's know true Yes. Oh, here we go. Oh, my God. It's like uh, it's called The Old Guitarist, late 1903, early 1904. Oh, it's a Picasso. I didn't know that. Hey. Oh, look at that. Good old Pico. So here, I'll send you a link of it. And then I I don't know. You could tell me you could tell me if you if you get the same vibe from this painting that I did. All right. In. All right. What am I looking for again? Old man. Okay. This should just—it's called the old guitarist. Okay. And do you see it? I see it. I'm—I'm I'm looking at it. He looks <laughs> yeah. like a disheveled man who, I mean, possibly could be dead. Right. Oh my god! I didn't even think about that because, like, his shoulder has like—it's like kind of ripped and got a cut in there. Like his like clothing is tethered and like kind of being torn apart. I mean, this guy looks dead. I don't. It's so he also dead. can we also talk about how there's no strings on the guitar? Ooh, interesting. Interesting. Also, you and I, we are we are amazing podcasters. The amount that you and I cover images <laughs> I on this podcast it's so is just stupid. It's we're just, so we're so stupid. Perfect. The amount of times we're like, oh my god, you guys, I saw this cool mm, thing. <laughs> this image is very fascinating. <laughs> Yeah, was, I'm glad everyone could see it. Oh my gosh! No, it's, it's when so you go true. to the the art, art institute of Chicago, do you ever have like a Ferris Bueller moment there? <laughs> no. Like where you're standing in front of a painting and you know, like you're tilting your head a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. and that song is playing in the background. Whatever song is playing in the background during that movie, I don't remember. <laughs> no, that's never happened to me. So that's maybe. that was at the art institute, right? That's where they filmed that. Yeah, I believe so. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm like 99% sure. Would have been super embarrassed if it wasn't. <laughs> you would have embarrassed. I'd be even more embarrassed if it isn't because I'm the one from Chicago. <laughs> like, Honestly, yeah. We should probably look this up just in case. Yeah, I know. Can you edit? Can you re-edit this if I work just completely wrong on it? Absolutely so. not. <laughs> like, Which oh. museum? 
Uh, Art Institute of Chicago. Oh, we knew it. We were just we were just messing. We were around. we were just messing with everyone. We were just messing. <laughs> Got with everyone. you guys. Almost <laughs> tricked you. <laughs> Oh man, you <laughs> you guys fell for that. Exactly. exactly. Oh my gosh. Oh man, they're so you gullible. Guys, they're so gullible. You guys are anyway, so, so silly. To, so to continue on real quick with the with the little art thread, there I want to share I want to share with you one of my favorite paintings though at the at the Art Institute. Okay. Um, I absolutely love this one. Uh the first first off though, um I want to explain a little bit about the painting and then I'll like show it to you and then kind of tell you why I really love it. But um Okay. You know, I'm assuming, because I feel like everyone does, you know the Nighthawks painting, right? Uh, by no. Edward Hopper. It's the one, I'm going to send you a link to that one first. It's the one where there's like four, three people in like the, um, like the diner type oh, place. Oh, sure. Okay. Um, so they also have that one in Chicago, it's which nice is cool. Uh, yeah, so Nighthawks, the links to all these will be in the show notes if anyone dares to go ever look at the show notes that tiny puts a lot of hard work into thanks tiny thank you tiny it um, was never my idea to make you do them by the way so it was all skanky's idea yeah i'll send no. you the messages screenshots mm. of it all oh please do please <laughs> do send those messages oh my god <laughs> i mean i'll wait i'll wait for you to do it it's no it's really oh. no problem Oh, <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, so one of my favorite paintings at the Art Institute is a Chicago artist's response to um, Nighthawks, and it's called Nightlife, and it's um, by Chicago painter Archibald Motley. Motley, um, and it's a, uh, it's it's just this fun like depiction of this um nightclub and people are just there dancing away having a great time and like i just look at it and it kind of like gives me life like it just it looks like just like so much fun and so exciting and it's like i don't know it's like the contrast between the two is so stark and it's just really kind of interesting especially because i've seen both of those situations right like i've walked past a place where there's like three or four people and it's all kind of got more of like a somber tone to it and then i've been somewhere where it's like especially if it's like a live jazz club like where people are just like living it up and having a great time um but i absolutely love this painting like i said called nightlife link link in the show notes the colors are great and it's got this great like pink purple um just color palette in it and my favorite thing to do is like look around the crowd there's like it's a nightclub just full of tons of people i like to go through the crowd of people and kind of pick out who i feel like at any given moment um and like see how how things change over time but uh great great painting so this is it's why you nice guys should painting. go to your local museums what's that it's a nice painting thank you i painted it myself uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> So I didn't know but, you were Archibald John Motley Jr. God, I'm so naming my child Archibald. Didn't last or week you want to name your child burrito. something else? No, we're naming burritos last time. We were naming children another time, though, weren't we? Maybe. Possibly. We talk about some weird things on this podcast. Man. Never. Not no. this podcast. Us? No. Never. Never. Dude, I'm such a basic B. I, I, I just like Van Gogh a lot. Oh yeah, I'm just so basic. But I like Van Gogh also. Starry Night is Van amazing. Gogh. <laughs> Van Gogh. I saw uh, Starry Nights in um, the MoMA. Oh yeah, and uh, it's beautiful. Excellent. I should go check it out. We have uh, we have some we have some Van Gogh at Van Gogh. the uh, at the Art Institute. We got one of the bedrooms. 
There and some other ones. Oh, but no, nice. It is, it is very good. good. No, it is. It is very good. Um, yeah. I do. I really do like going to that institute. It's fun to just kind of walk around and look at things. And You ever see the Mona like Lisa in person? I did when I, I went to France when I was um, when I was uh, in middle school and I saw the Mona Lisa. Um, have you seen it in person? Yes. Okay. It is much smaller than I would have thought. Overhyped. Yes, maybe. <laughs> maybe. From someone who can't draw, who can't paint, <laughs> right? absolutely let me, overhyped. Let me, uh, um, hold on. I actually, it's, you know, I, it's actually, it's really interesting that you, uh, that you bring this up because, um, because I, 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 I agree with, I don't know if I agree with the overhyped. I do think it's a good painting. Overhyped. But I do think that it definitely was, by a long shot, it was not my favorite painting at the Louvre, um, which I guess isn't really a hard thing to say, right? Like, <laughs> of course. Um, but it, it is, it's like, it's much smaller. I think it's almost not as good in person compared to some other ones. And um, and thinking back to it, like, that was probably, what, I think I went to France when I was in seventh grade. How old are you in seventh grade? 13-ish, 14-ish? I, I, I'm not very good with that. That's one I'm of my... Either. I'm, I'm not good at two things. Yeah. I'm not good at remembering what age I was during a specific grade, mm -hmm. and I'm not good at knowing how long to put something in the microwave for. <laughs> either. Those Hold are my I, two faults. How old are you in seventh grade? Um, students are usually 12 to 13 years old, so I was probably around... Go. That's probably around 13. So we're almost at that time. That's almost like 20 years ago for me. Um, and I remember seeing the Mona Lisa, but the um the painting that truly stuck out to me, and like I vividly remember, and it's for two reasons, um, is the coronation of Napoleon. Mm. Uh, did did you ever see that or do you remember seeing that? I don't remember seeing it, but I probably did. You I you might if you don't remember, you might not have. Um, is it a big one? Is it a big painting? It is gigantic. Like it is okay. like truly massive in scale. It is it is twenty feet by thirty two feet. Wow! Like it is it is absolutely giant. Like I mean, like heck, like the height of it. If you assume like an average six foot person, um, is more than like what three of them on top of each other can can't even won't even be as tall as that painting Jeez. um it is it is truly like absolutely giant but um so like that is that is part of the uh the thing that is so striking about it but also like the coronation of napoleon it's napoleon like crowning himself as emperor and so it's kind of like like that also in it is just it's really striking. So, like, like if I look back at it, you can say, all right, the Mona Lisa. I'm like, yeah, I remember seeing it because the Mona Lisa is such, like, a big thing everyone asks you about it. But the one that sticks out in my memory is the coronation of Napoleon. And there's, like, and so I think that one was much more impactful and a much better painting as a result. Huh. But I recommend it. Go to Everyone go to France. Go see the coronation of Napoleon and report back. Twitter.com. Yeah, do it. Pod. Slash do it. Key.
slash I'm, underscore. Yeah, use the discount code for when you go there. Shenantics. <laughs> just say Shenantics. it at the counter. Yeah, just tell them. But you get to the counter, say yeah, you have the Shenantics code, and they'll give you 80% off. So there was a thing that I don't remember, so maybe you can tell me if I was right or mm-hmm. wrong with this. Okay. I'm pretty sure it wasn't in this mu- it wasn't in the Louvre, but um because I went to multiple museums in multiple different countries mm-hmm. when I was like traveling at the time. Mm-hmm. And I remember seeing uh the Rosetta Stone. Really? Why that does, was that not, sounds familiar familiar to me. That was not in the Louvre, I don't think. It might have been when I went to a museum in Copenhagen. But for some reason, I think it might have been at the Louvre. I did not see the Rosetta Stone. Okay, it might not be there. Though. Present location is at a British museum. British museum. Like that is literally is that what the name that is what the name of the museum is? The British, British Museum, located in Bloomsbury area of London. It's just called British Museum. British Museum is the name. Did I go to the British Museum? I'm trying to. No, just remember. British Museum, not the. Just British. Okay, well, I'm trying to think of if I went to a British museum. <laughs> Oh, I guess that's right. It is the British Museum. <laughs> there you go. See? <laughs> Boom. It is a British Museum. It is it's a just British so happens to be called the British Museum. <laughs> British Museum. Jeez. Get on my freaking case. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I saw it there. I don't remember. But Oh, um, my gosh. Yeah, art, man. Yeah, I actually know. Dude, I saw this YouTube video. Mm-hmm. I, I started following this guy on YouTube. Which I feel like you would like this because... Mm-hmm. This guy is also a Chicago man, mm-hmm. oh, and I know okay. you know you just like Chicago men. I love so I love Chicago men. Yeah, so this guy, um, he goes by the name of Baumgartner Restoration on YouTube. Okay. And oh, he's a Chicago paint okay, hold restorer. On, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, I guess send you a uh, quick message. Real quick, keep talking. <laughs> a quick <laughs> message. On. Oh, this is very private. So this guy restores old paintings on YouTube and it's very, very good. <laughs> okay. Anyways. Well, this guy's paintings, yeah. Like the, the stuff he restores are fantastic. Yeah. And the YouTube videos are uh, that he makes are so high quality. Mm-hmm. And the work that he does it goes like beyond anything I've ever seen because mm-hmm. he is literally he he oh god he pours chemicals on these old paintings and you're like no don't do that but he's like guys oh, yeah. I know what I'm doing and he's so calm he's like you know this is what this is gonna do and then 20 minutes later your mouth is like agape because you're like what the hell did this guy do he poured a whole bunch of chemicals on this shit and now it's beautiful oh my so, yeah. god I'm at, I'm at i'm at his website now and it's it's crazy it is crazy it is truly crazy the difference that he can do with with uh to these paintings it's insane that is yeah, so cool it is it is a mind-blowing thing oh and my he god he kind of he explains things like so some pa- paintings might have holes in them mm-hmm. and he shows you how he repairs a hole in a painting Oh my gosh. Oh and my gosh. it makes it look YouTube like video. there's nothing there. Oh my god. Yeah. So this is the this is my new favorite YouTube channel that everyone I'm should pulling go check it up. out. That is so cool. 
Yeah, it's oh, also very relaxing so to watch. Incredibly cool. Yeah, I can imagine. Some people get off with the eight. What's what's that? The with the listening thing, ASMR. Yeah. I don't really like it that much, but this is my ASMR right here. Mm -hmm. God, this guy's so cool. good. This guy's good. Nice. I'm gonna check it out. Right. Yeah. Julian Baumgartner. Julian. 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 Definitely gonna check yeah. that out. That's yeah, awesome. definitely go check it out. It's really good. That's awesome. One real quick thing that I just thought of when you were talking about this. Um, back to the Art Institute. One thing that the Art Institute did last year, which is really cool, is they have put a a decent part of their art collection is available uh, online in very high resolution um, images that you can download and use for free. Um, so you can use that for like computer backgrounds and stuff like that. Or if you wanted to, you can even just print it off like at a uh, Kinko's and like make a poster of some like any art that you would like uh, to hang in your place. So um, but you can just go to the gift shop and buy a $40 poster. It's true. Now we can skip the gift shop like the banks. That's movie. pirating. No, because they give it to her for free. Like pirate. You don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> It's the public domain. It's the public domain. It's the public domain. <laughs> well, everything is like coming back full circle. It's so strange. It is true. This is this is a very <laughs> weird. I would say this is a weird episode because it's weirdly on topic of like one topic. <laughs> like this is this is an oddly coherent episode. Yeah. yeah, we also, you know, we have a whole word document right now that we're referencing with everything we want to talk about. And Thank M. You, Cole Kevin. did it definitely did not come to me at the beginning of the podcast being like, Yeah, I got nothing to talk about. <laughs> And I was That's, definitely, definitely not saying, oh, yeah, me either. You know, that was definitely the, not on the menu today. Let's talk about art at the Art Institute and film different <laughs> like, mediums what? for an hour. What, what, what oh are we doing? Oh, God, that is so true. This but, podcast yeah, is about Twitch, by the way. <laughs> it's, it's about streaming, it's, by the way. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, uh. But back to the word document, a very important topic that I do need to get back to. Um, I have no idea how to use a microwave, I think. Like, I don't know how long to put stuff in for. I'm terrible with it, man. I, I am, am awful. The worst. I'm awful. I, I do. I, I don't know how this works. Maybe. And also, I have a really shitty microwave at home that doesn't work very well. And I don't know how to make it work better. Like, I try and. I, like, can microwaves be warmed up? Like, for example, the re okay, no. let's back it up a bit. Are you, you sure? You either get a shitty microwave or you get a good microwave. There's yeah. no, there's no in between. And you can't make a, a shitty microwave a good one. You don't think so? I think I no. can warm it up. No. I have this. What do you mean this... warm it up? You can't warm it up like an oven, or like you're warming up your shoulder before you pitch a game. Like it doesn't I work can. like that. I think I can because I could make popcorn in the microwave, and like if it's the first time I put in the microwave for the day, like the bag of popcorn, it'll take like solid five minutes to pop the bag of popcorn. But if I just run the microwave for like a minute with nothing in there, and then cook the bag of popcorn, it'll be done in like two and a half minutes. I don't. There's something wrong with your microwave. <laughs> I agree. There's I just agree. an issue. It's not <laughs> you warming up the microwave. It's just that there's something that you have a really bad microwave. I think that's I mean, what this is. Can't it be both? Can't I have a really bad microwave that needs to be warmed up? I, I guess, but microwaves aren't supposed to be warmed up. <laughs> that's the issue. Also, microwaves are this thing that in my mind are very expensive. Like, I should just replace this fucking microwave. Just get another microwave. I, I, just, I think they're like 50 bucks. Like, they're really mind, not expensive. Yeah. 
it's yeah and in my mind they're like six hundred dollars for like a shitty microwave well if you get like a commercial one that you have in a restaurant <laughs> that doesn't have to be warmed up i might need to spend the six hundred dollars on it exactly so. but the second thing i have a problem with though and like this is like okay so i i make part of my food prepping when i do like me like meal preps or whatever um one of my staples is i like to make breakfast burritos because they freeze very well in the freezer and so i usually will make like 10 to 12 breakfast burritos stick them in the freezer and then if i need something in a pinch i can just grab one of those um when i go to reheat them i always feel like i should do short bursts of time like and then take it out and rotate it right so i'm like okay we'll put it in for like a minute and then we'll take it out like rotate over to their side and we'll put it in for like a minute and then like I'll do it like again until like it feels like it's all the way warm through and I'm not sure if that's the correct way to do it are you supposed to like do that where you put it in for a minute and then rotate or should I just put it in for three minutes no I think you should do the rotate you think so but if I put it in like if I do the rotating it'll take like like four or five times of doing that so four or five total four or five total minutes of doing that um of taking a rotating before it's done where if i just set the timer for like two and a half three minutes and just let it go i feel like it cooks it all the way through it's gonna be steaming though it's gonna be be super hot but that seems like so like is does does I I guess my question is, do things heat exponentially in microwaves, right? Like, are they only heating a little bit for the first minute? And then, like, the second minute, it's a lot more. And, like, the third minute, it's, like, so much more. And so if I only put it in for a minute, it's only heating up a little bit each time I rotate it. Where if I leave it in for three minutes, it's going to, like, boiling hot, hot pocket level. You know, Um, I think it might be exponential. You think so? I think so too, because like, and, but so then I'm thinking, like, maybe I should leave it in for three minutes, or like, I don't know. Microwaves are fucking pain in the ass, dude. I think that's maybe the problem that I, that I maybe that's something I don't know. Yeah, I think that's why maybe you and I are are incompetent at using microwaves. Maybe that's why I'm confused because if it's exponential, yeah, then that's if I think it's exponential and it's not, then that's what's confusing me. Because yeah. I'm scared to put it in for a longer amount of time, thinking that, hey, this might be an issue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think I don't think it's increasing the amount of microwaves, let's say, per minute or second that you put it in, right? Mm-hmm. It's keeping it the same. But the food Unless- is heating up exponentially. Not the amount of microwaves that are being applied to the food. Yeah. So instead, this of sounds steady, very scientific in my head, but it could be complete bullshit. So instead of a steady rate of increase, it's got the curve upwards. So like instead of instead of instead of every instead of every thirty seconds, it gets let's just assign it an arbitrary unit. Um, Scoos. It gets ten scoos hotter every thirty seconds. Instead of being like that, it'll get ten scoos hotter the first thirty seconds, and then it gets twenty scoos hotter in the next thirty seconds. So if you leave it in for a minute straight, then it's going to be thirty scoos hot. Where if you do it thirty seconds and then restart it again at thirty seconds, it's only twenty scoos hot. Huh. Okay. So I saw something on Reddit here. Okay. All right. This guy asked, does heating occur linearly, 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 <laughs> linearly, or exponentially? Literally? Literally. Linearly. Linearly. Not literally. Literally. Linearly. 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 Why? I, I usually don't have a problem with saying words, but on this podcast, I have, I struggle. So this guy who says he's a machine learning electrical engineer. 
who has a focus on tsunamis? <laughs> Don't ask. The guy is okay. so full of shit. And his, his username is Uncertain Heisenberg. Okay. He writes, For a microwave, the transfer of energy is linear. If there is something in the chamber to absorb the microwaves. I'm going to stop doing that voice. As far as temperature is concerned... This is far more complex. Okay, blah, 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 blah. Uh, so although microwaves may transfer the majority of their energy and food in a linear fashion, it doesn't necessarily mean the food will experience a similar temperature increase in the further 20 seconds as it did in the initial 20 seconds. So that's pretty much as saying, no, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Hey, I am I'm so I, I, I kid you not. I really just zoned out everything you said to me. I'll be honest, I have no idea what this means, so it doesn't really matter. I am but I'm so confused right now. I think that um he's saying that when you when you're inducing heat in a microwave, mm-hmm. it happens linearly. In a linear fashion. Okay, let's write let's say that. It's happening in a linear fashion. Yeah. Because I'm not sure if linearly is a is that a word? <laughs> I don't know. Lin- also, I love that you got that from a random ready user. Linearly. 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 In a linear Linearly. In a linear way. Fuck. There doesn't say anything on here. Hold on. Um, we have a pronunciation we can use somewhere. We've got a huge issue. Linearly. 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 That's how you say it. They can, it's also linearity, which is a li- noun. Let's go with linear, linearity. Linearity. Linearly. <laughs> All right. Fuck it. Whatever. So this guy who is an expert on tsunamis, okay, he says that- He's now teaching us about microwaves. <laughs> microwave and he has no expertise in microwaves, just to mention, okay? But- he, so I think this also has to do with how microwaves work. Okay. Which is microwaves are meant to boil like water within food, right? Yes. So By that's why when you put a pizza, when you put a pizza in there, it gets all soggy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I think it also has to do with the boiling point of water and stuff and how that works linearly. <laughs> In a linear way. <laughs> Dude, we can't we can't do this anymore. I'm making shit up now. I don't really know what this guy's talking about. Um, and I like that we cited a Reddit thread for our analysis of microwave. Ovens. Who would lie on the internet? I that mean, really. That is true. That is true. On the internet. This guy I has am... a this guy called really good advice. <laughs> this guy's graph. Oh no, this is the wrong graph. Okay, so his graph got deleted, but I thought this was the graph that it makes a sad face when the graph doesn't show up on the graph, but I thought that was the graph. <laughs> Never mind. So this guy nice. put a whole bunch of math in his, mm-hmm. and I don't want to read it. Um, okay, <laughs> understand. The result is that larger volumes take longer to heat and longer to cool. A sheet mm-hmm. of metal will heat faster than a block of metal which would then affect how the temperature differential would accept the addition of heat. Okay. That sounds really smart, so I'll agree with it. Okay, so I should unroll my freezer burritos before I heat them and roll them back up. I was going to say, that's probably a really good way of doing it. It probably is, actually. Because I'm sure it gets a little cold in the middle, but it's still hot on the outside, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or it's like piping hot on the outside and like meat like lukewarm in the middle. All right. Well, I got the solution for you. Ready? Yes. Two minutes. Open the burrito up. Okay. 
And that's based off of the science of this random Redditor. Perfect. I can't wait. Heisenberg so. something. I already X'd out of it, so I don't remember what it is. <laughs> Excellent. All right, so speaking of microwaves, uh, Skanky, it's time for the food finish. Okay. And today's one, I don't know. I have strongly held opinions on this, and I've been told that I'm wrong, that I had to ask you about it. So that's what we're okay. going to do today. Well, you're wrong, so go on. Okay, I'm glad that we're starting off by that, because I really think that you're going to switch over to my side on this one. All right, I'm ready. Here we go. Okay, so today's today's top food finish topic is about toast. All right. Now. Oh, okay. So I, I'm curious. I'm curious if you ever eat toast, just toast. Like you put bread in a toaster oven or a toaster and take it out and just eat that bread. I have before. You have. And you enjoy that? Um, I guess. I don't know. I, I haven't had it in a while. Just toast, you know? Yeah. Because to me, to me, and here's how it came up. To me, toast is... Oh, toast. you're getting very passionate about this. Okay, go on. Keep going. <laughs> toast. I'm a little toast scared. Is, <laughs> toast is a delivery is One of two things. First of all, toast is a delivery system for other stuff, like peanut butter and jelly, right? Or various other condiments that you would put on the bread. It's basically that like it's inappropriate for you to just shovel peanut butter into your mouth, so you got to put it on bread so it becomes an acceptable thing. The only other purpose that toast serves for me is that I feel no guilt about throwing it away. And so, like, if I'm ordering breakfast at a restaurant and they come around, and I know it's going to be an insane amount of food. And like, oh, for your side, we like pancakes or toast. And I'm like, ooh, I'm not going to eat either of them, but I feel really bad throwing the pancakes away and no one gives a shit about toast. And so I always order toast if I'm not going to eat it. And so, if, like, that's what toast is, is in my mind. It's like a throwaway substance that I can't imagine that anyone would be like, I just want to heat up this dry, crispy piece of bread and eat it. But apparently that is the case and now you're saying you're in the camp of heating up the dry crispy piece of bread and putting it in your mouth whoa whoa why are you being so accusatory <laughs> here all right i'm just saying that i have done it in the past it doesn't mean that i'm it i'm i do it every day all right and i live my life off of making toast and eating it with nothing on it okay <laughs> i mean yeah. the only time i've ever had i really have toast is when i go out for breakfast or something. Yeah, see? And there's toast with it. Yeah. but in the, Let when, me but tell you, you have... usually the toast already comes with something on it. Like butter sometimes. I already get pre-buttered toast sometimes. Because you're and fancy sometimes as I fuck. put some jam on there. See, right? but then that's no longer just toast to me. Like, once you put the jam on, you've moved into a different category. That would be like me saying... I have no analogy for this. Oh, <laughs> that would be... <laughs> And end scene. Okay. <laughs> so no, but that like that'd be like me saying, "Oh my god, my favorite thing in the entire world, what I love to eat, is pizza crust." And you're like, "That is really weird." And I'm like, "What do you mean it's weird? I love pizza crust. Like nobody eats that." I'm like, "Yeah, they do. I see it all the time." And they'd be like, "Wait, what do you put on your pizza crust?" I'm like, "Oh, I put like some some pizza sauce. I put some mozzarella cheese, some Italian sausage." And he's like, "No, you're eating a fucking pizza. You're not eating pizza crust anymore." Okay. Well. Can I can I clap back at that? Yes. <laughs> yes, you can. So you don't eat just bread on the table with no butter on it. Is it yeah, correct. You don't do that? No. Do you do? Yeah. Really? Dude, I'm a big bread fan. I love bread. I'm into it. 
you know, Italians, you got to have bread. All right. Really? And I have bread sometimes a lot, time, most of the time with butter, but I yeah. ate bread two days ago. With nothing on it, just bread. Really? That's so weird to me. But, but but bread, see, bread I do understand that people like eating, like, they also really like carbs and like eating bread. I'm, for whatever reason, I'm not like that. Like, but however, like, bread with, like, the olive oil and Parmesan cheese, like, oh, my God. Um, yeah, yeah. So good. But, uh, but no, I, I don't think I've ever... Like, I never eat, like, just bread. Like, I always want something on my bread. At the very bare minimum is, like, butter. But even then, it's very rare. Like, even if it's, like, everyone's, like, they bring the bread and they put butter and they have butter. Or even if it comes buttered, I usually don't touch it. I usually don't eat bread at the table. Um, like, in the same way that, like, I never eat dessert. Yeah. Well, uh, so this is the conclusion I would come to then, I'm cool. Mm-hmm. I would say that you're just a weirdo. And that you should, you know, just listen to everyone else and just accept that you are strange. No, I see. I think that you don't like toast because in your bread example, I'm surprised that they didn't bring the bread out. And you said, excuse me, can you please take that back and stick it in the toaster? I would like to have toast. Like, well, let me tell you something, okay? If you're going to the right places, they're not coming out there with cold bread. All right? You got some I, nice heated up bread, not not toasted. Yeah, see, that's a difference, though. Warm. Like, a warm, soft bread. I think that's why I don't get it, because, like, warm, soft bread, I can see they peeled that. That so, is nice. Would like, you eat, like, warm bread with nothing on it? No. I would always put something on it. Always. Have I don't you think ever I've, tried it? I'm assuming I have, but now I'm questioning my Boom! life. <laughs> Case closed. Oh, I don't know. But I think that's what that's why I have a hard time with toast because like I can understand why you would eat bread, like a warm bread that came out of the oven and like just eat that. But like the well, to me, toast removes all the qualities that are enjoyable about bread. Like now it's crunchy staleness instead of warm softness. Crunchy staleness and not warm softness. Toast is crunchy and stale bread, essentially. Like the it doesn't have to process, be stale. It it pretty what much do you is like mean toasting stale. It toasting, doesn't need to be stale. Toast it becomes stale. Toasting what do you by mean? toasting by its very nature removes the moisture from the bread, which makes it stale. That's what toast is. Toast is essentially stale bread. What's the definition of stale bread? <laughs> That said, said literally nobody ever in their what life. What makes bread stale? The removing of moisture. What makes bread and chips stale? All right, business insider. Prove told wrong. Wait, no. It may sound like a riddle, but it's not. Your bread gets hard when it gets old and stale, while chips get softer. Ever wonder why? Bread and chips are actually very similar chemically structurally. Okay. Blah, 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 blah. While most foods have starch, the starches interact differently with the water in the environment during its cooking process, changing its state from freshly cooked, according to Matthew Hastings, a research. Okay, I don't care about you, Matt. A freshly cooked bread, for instance, has been baked. This addition of heat and water weakens the attraction between the molecules in the starch, allowing it to absorb more water. A process called gelatinization, which yes. is essentially what happens when a sponge fills up with water. Mm -hmm. As bread goes stale, the water in the starch moves to other parts of the bread, such as the crust, so that the starch returns to a dense, hard state, like, like it was toast. uncooked flour form. No. Yes. yes. Like I said, toast removes the moisture, and that's essentially what happens. So you're when telling me, stale. you're telling me a stale piece of bread tastes exactly like toast does. That's yes. what you're telling me. 
Yes, science. Oh, says you that. are so wrong. <laughs> you are beyond wrong. What is the taste of toast then? It is hard bread, but not to the extent of stale. <laughs> I don't know if I agree with you. <laughs> I truly don't. <laughs> you are going through some things right now, man. Like yeah. You are you are really <laughs> suffering through this, and I feel it. I feel it. But I do not think that toast and stale bread are the same exact thing. I think they might be. There's a taste difference. Oh, my gosh. Maybe. So you're really telling me that if I had stale bread on one plate, and I had toasted bread on another plate, and I told you to eat both of them, you wouldn't know which one is stale and not, and not stale? I don't think I would. I think if we did a blind taste test, maybe we should do this. A blind taste test with stale bread and toast. I don't think I would know the difference. Wow. I know. I, I think you would. I really think you would. You have to let the toast cool, though. Because there's still know. a softness in the middle of the toast. It, no, But when it's, when it's stale, it's, it's hard all the way through. It's like a damn crouton. Is crouton stale toast? The world may never know. The world may never know. You guys, that's been another episode of Shenantics. New episodes go live bright and early Monday morning, just in time for your workday, school day, chores, commute, whatever you do, we are there to hang out with you. New episodes go live bright and early Monday morning, just in time for your workday, school day. Oh, shit. Did I just say that? <laughs> you can find I'll be honest, I zoned out. I have no <laughs> idea what you said. You can find the podcast everywhere. You can find podcasts, including the iTunes Store, the Google Play Store, Spotify, and at our website at shenantics.rocks. If you have any comments or questions, you can send us a tweet at twitter.com slash shenanticspod or email at shenanticspodcast at gmail.com. If you have any extra time and you love or hate toast, leave us a five-star review on the iTunes Store so other people can hear that wonderful, great discussion. <laughs> if you want to join, speak of discussions, if you guys want to join the conversation with other Shenantics fanatics, head over to our Discord, shenantics.rocks slash about, and there is an invite link to the discord server Ooh, i should do like a shenantics.rock slash discord that just goes straight to the discord server that's Remind actually a really good idea yeah, yeah. Remind me to do that if you get a chance <laughs> i'll post the links over. anyways um but yeah you can join other other shenantics fanatics and do all the good stuff there skanky where can they find you on the internet they can find me at twitch at twitch.tv slash skanky s-k-x-n-k-y and on Twitter at iSkanky, I-S-K-A-N-K-Y. I think I spelt that wrong. Whatever. <laughs> I think so, too. But Just, just go there. Just and if it's not there. me, then literally listen to the end of any other podcast that we've done. And I probably spelled <laughs> it right there. Yes. Yeah. M. Cole, where can they find you? You can find me on the internet at M. Cole underscore M-C-U-L with the underscore symbol. Same username on Twitter, Instagram, and on Twitch. Great talking to you this week, Skanky. Yeah, great talking to you. I'll talk to you next time. Goodbye. Well,